Alright folks, I am Chris Papa. And I am Lisa Flicker. And there is Julio, and that means you're on the Jackson Lucas Impact Real Estate Podcast. You're on it. <laughs> like you're on yeah. the, the Price is Right. <laughs> Speaking of The Price is Right, we just had an article come out in the Real Estate Alert about bonuses for 2023, and uh, the price might be wrong for a lot of people. I know. It's, it's really terrible listening to what people expected versus what they're getting this year. I know. It feels like they weren't paying attention to what was going on there. Well, I do wonder, the people who are super surprised by the year-end bonuses being fairly dismal, where they were for the second half of the year, because it, I think the writing has been on the wall, but it was interesting when we just did the survey mid-year to see what people thought they were going to get and then how different that was from what we thought they were going to get. So, um, well, yeah. let's let's hope people hang on. I mean, yeah, so Lisa, what have you been seeing? Uh, I mean, we did a ton of podcasts this year. We had our secondary series. We had a hospitality series. Um, what have you seen happen? This, not just not just on the, on the podcast, but just in the market this year. You know, it's been a very interesting year. And I feel like, unlike in the past, a lot of it is really sector specific. So when you look at what's happening in logistics, it's very different from what's happening in multifamily and from office. And, you know, I joke with some, some of my hospitality clients that we never thought we'd see a day where Class A New York City commercial office is opportunistic and yeah. you know, various sexy hotels are our core. So I think one thing that we've, we've learned in the real estate industry this year is just things change really quickly. I think, you know, you and I were having this conversation yesterday about the idea that like people are looking for these niche sectors to put their money in. And it, it doesn't surprise me every time somebody comes up with a new acronym of a uh, SFR, yeah. IOS, you know, different way that they're trying to deploy capital, because I think that is going to be a little bit of the uh, the name of the game for 24. Yeah. We, yeah. Like you said, we were speaking yesterday about this and it just reminds me of the great recession um i mean it's definitely not nearly as bad as that um and so but through that came out sfr like sfrs came out no one no one was really doing the single family rental uh investments and all of a sudden blackstone and gtis and a bunch of places were oh this is now a new um asset class so new asset classes come out of it and you know like eric steiger our colleague was saying like in the 90s when the 80s what you know, multifamily wasn't an uh, institutional asset class. So all this, all the, you know, everything changes. Um, there's ups and downs in the market. Uh, as a recruiter, we're, you know, we have the benefit of, of a market overview. And so we, we get hired when the market's going up and the, when the market's going down for different things, doing compensation analysis, whether we're doing a ton of asset management, restructuring, COO, CFO. Um, yeah, the only sort of origination type roles um, lately for me that I've been doing is, is more on the, like the niche stuff, like platform investments or, or uh, iOS. Um, I didn't even know what iOS was a couple months ago. I know that's, that's the fun of all the acronyms. It's like the Blackstone holiday card a few years ago where you could like, and by the way, I, I want to do a Jackson Lucas holiday card sometime. So tell Taylor Swift to get ready for us. But, <laughs> but it, you know, it's also interesting because I feel like the, um, 
the real estate market has become so institutionalized. And when you look at these, these niche sectors, they are traditionally not institutionalized, right? So I remember seven years ago, sitting in a room with a client of mine who was an industrial owner and, you know, he had his yellow legal pad and, and you know, eight guys from Blackstone trying to buy his portfolio. And it was kind of, I felt like that would be a great piece of artwork to hang in my right, office. Yeah. The, you know, the, the differentiation. But it, it's interesting when, as we're getting calls from people who are thinking about raising new funds, starting new businesses, seeing how people are really thinking through what can they institutionalize. I mean, we've had a couple of calls with people just, you know, talking about different veterinary clinics or in, interesting car, car washes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I think that just the way private equity took, took businesses and made them more institutional, I think we're going to see a lot more of that consolidation. Um, but the other thing is, as far as like the, the searches we've been doing, I feel like people cannot get enough talented asset managers across every sector. Right. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully 2024, 2025, when the, when the acquisitions start to build up again, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the startings of people looking at deals and traveling again. So it's good. Yeah. And asset managers are leaving, not just for comp. Like, it's not like there's like, oh my God, I take this big comp hit, but they see a runway. Uh, you know, maybe their current firm is a little, you know, overexposed to office. And so they want to get somewhere that's not as exposed to office and it's not just compensation driven. They're, they're like trying to go a little more towards safety or less legacy assets. Um, and so, yeah, new, new firms have sprung up over the last year. Um, and they're, they're kind of attractive because they don't have these legacy assets to work out. Right. Right. And it's, you know, we, we ran that in access to capital events and it was interesting just to see how. The new there are going to be so many new managers emerge because they don't have those legacy problems. And a big thing right now, it's uh, December twentieth when we're recording this. Is you know everyone's with the bonuses and uh, raises and just like you know how are these firms going to retain all this talent? But it's not like there's not like the grass is greener at other places right now. It seems like you know everyone's down. The whole market's down generally. There's some there's some firms that are are maybe have a little bit of upside just because they don't have the legacy. But like, how are they? People are trying to figure out how they can retain talent. Um, and we're, yeah, we're on, we're engaged on these compensation projects where we're helping figure folks figure out what their competitors are making and, and vice versa. And uh, just to make sure that they feel like their market. And I mean, yeah, what do you how I mean, it's been a race for talent the last couple of years, Lisa, and, and how are people going to retain their top talent? Well, you know, it's interesting because I feel like we have a generation of people who are taking their career advice from TikTok and trying to switch <laughs> every year. And it, it's just, I think that, and you know, this is kind of the opposite of talking our book. So, you know, my husband makes fun of me that I'm not actually trying to make any money, but I am, but I am, but it's a it's kind of a joke. But it, the idea that staying where you are for a little while and learning the fundamentals is so important and we've done some you know gen z conversations all the way through kind of the to boomers and i feel like it's interesting to just think about the core skills that people are going to need going into the next market and you know retention is on the top of everyone's mind right like everybody that we've worked with through the great the great resignation has ptsd for bringing on great talent and they don't want to lose that talent 
but they can't right. pay bonuses up. And how do you do that? And I think that the message to the talent out there is, you know, hang on because, you know, I, I, there's a, um, I'm trying to think, I think it was uh, Warren Buffett said, you know, stay alive till 95. And then <laughs> Larry Silverstein and he said, you know, stay alive till 2025. And I think just hanging around the hoop and learning and, and sticking it out when it gets tough will give this next generation some chops to kind of grow with the business. Yeah, that, I, I think that's a great way to close it up. Stay alive. Uh, 2024 is going to be a it's going to be a good year. I mean, I mean, like you said, people are starting to activities starting to happen. Uh, people got to put out capital um, on the real on the recruiting side. It's it's we haven't slowed down, thankfully. Um, but it's just been a great year, and the podcast has been awesome, and we get to meet all these wonderful people and, and talk about their careers. So, uh, with that, have a great, happy new year, and look forward to seeing you in twenty twenty four. Happy New Year, everyone.